The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. Welcome back to Officially Unofficial, presented by Blue Wire Podcast. I'm your host, the former face of junior college baseball, the fall American, Johnny Junta. And we're here with a very special guest, a guy that I have been grinding to get on since August 2021. He is former first round draft selection by the Cincinnati Reds and made his debut in 2021. Is that good? You tell me. It's my pleasure to welcome Taylor Trammell to the Officially Unofficial Podcast. What's up, big dog? How are we? Yo, what's up? What's up? And not a first rounder supplemental first rounder so you see no you see hey look look you see the board everybody's name is on it it goes all the way up to 34 and i was 35 in the supplemental so they did not mlb did not let me uh technically become a first round my first supplemental rounder if this is a true circle i knew it was supplemental i just i'm such a big taylor trammell guy i didn't want to say it and it's too big of a word so i didn't want to butcher it right (laughs) off the rip so that's the two things I just didn't want to do it. So I respect you correcting me. That's a power move by you. So no, you. you're 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 fine. It's it's one of those things where I I I say it because it's more motivation for me because okay. I wasn't a technical first rounder. So it's always been like that motivation, like yeah, these dudes didn't want me to be in the first round, you know. So it's a little tiny things like that, but you're fine. Everybody says it. You're not the first. And you won't okay. be. The no, that's fine. And so wait a second. So clear this up for me because. Former for another friend of the show, Jesse Winker, he was drafted in the sandwich. He was a sandwich pick. Is that what you are? Yes. So I'm in between the first and second round. So I'm like that, like I'm like the cheese of the bun or whatever. Okay. Okay. And because and because Jesse Winker seems like he's too big time for me nowadays, even though we used to play cod every day, you're actually the greatest <laughs> sandwich pick of all time. I'm going to nominate you as that because uh, he, he was all uh, he used to be that, but now it's you. So I want want to wish you congratulations. You're the greatest sandwich pick of all time, being the 35th. I didn't even know like that's one of the dumbest rules in baseball. Why does that round even exist? Like, what's the deal with that? I don't know. It got it got me paid so uh i'm not about it <laughs> i had to I, you see how i paused right there i was like do i say it yeah say um, it. we talk about we talk about money bags here i mean you, you got paid and i believe it was out of high school too so you're an 18 year old right young buck yeah getting yeah. drafted with i'm not going to talk i don't even know what the signing bonus was but i'm assuming it's in the six figure seven figure area and you're 18 years old with a bag i mean what's going on there were you kind of an idiot with it at the start or what what happened 
No, I've, I've, I've been frugal with my money. Uh, I've, I've made sure that I don't do any crazy, stupid purchases. I think the craziest thing I may have, uh, you know, invested in, I, I call it an investment is my wedding because I am investing <laughs> in my wife. So uh, that's probably the, the craziest thing I've uh, done so far. Uh, but I've really just kind of been uh, keeping the right amount of investments and everything like that. And, you know, just from time to time, I'll get some cool shoes here and there. And, uh, you know, I'll go from there, but nothing too crazy. And when I mentioned trying to get you on in August here, this is another reasoning why I was kind of butthurt with Amir, because that's my guy. If we would have had you on in August, I would have potentially finessed the invite to the wedding, right? I mean, that's just just to put things in a perspective here. I mean, our friendship could have grown. I could have been in a, I could have flew from Canada to your wedding. Like, what's the deal with that? So I want to go into your wedding. So you just got married, obviously. Congratulations on that. How Thank do you. we break it to Amir that one Amir wasn't invited or he just didn't go? So what was the deal with that? Was he just not invited or what? Be okay, honest. so so hear me out. Okay, so we had a we had a our venue right. So there were a lot of people that were supposed to come and our venue could only hold 220 people. And so I have a lot of family members. When I say a lot, my granny had 10 kids, right? So you can imagine the trickle down effect of how many people were able to come. And then I think we have, I think I have either 33 or 37 first cousins, something like that. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. This is just on my mom's side. And you also got to include my dad's side as well. So, you know, a lot of people, I wanted a lot of people to come. And a lot of people were supposed to come. Amir was going to be one of those people. But as we're making a list and everything like that, sending out the save the dates and everything like that, they tell us, hey, you have to, it it was like in the 300 and like plus. (laughs) It It was a lot of people. And they were like, hey, you know, this is awesome. Thank you for sending this in. But in all actuality, you can't have this many people. And I said, I said, look, like we're, we're like we're we're hosting the venue. Yes, we can. Like we're, this is why we're having it here. But it ended up not being like that. Um, so we only could hold about two hundred twenty people, which kind of stunk because there were a lot of people that we wanted to be there. And I ain't gonna lie, I kind of dropped the ball a little bit because we had a Facebook link, and I was trying to get it out to everybody. It was like last minute. And we didn't get it to everybody. So um, I hope Amir's not mad. I really oh, hope he's, he's not. Fine. Amir's <laughs> fine. I mean, Amir's, Amir has a child now. He's living the dream. And shout out Amir for that. I'm so fired up for him. We always, he always just talk about being a dad and we used to play COD and all that kind of stuff. And he's a great father. So uh, Great you know, dad. Great hopefully dad. Talk to your dad. Yeah, he, he, he's a top-tier dad. I mean, hopefully he's kind of eased it with the blackjack hands that we used to fucking rip <laughs> when I was in Vegas. But, I mean, hopefully he's doing good now. But that's the thing. I mean – so Amir's a big wedding guy. I don't know if you see the videos, but I've seen videos of him at weddings. I think he was at Irvin's wedding, if that's correct. Yep. Uh, yeah. Yep. And, I was. mean, we're talking the, the the shirt was unbuttoned. The guy was dancing on the floor. He actually had a speech too. I mean, maybe you should think about doing another wedding just for like the athletes, like an athlete type of wedding. I mean, are we talking, was that like the biggest purchase you ever made? Because I mean, I heard weddings are just insane. They're insane. Yes. That was the biggest purchase I've ever had. <laughs> biggest, biggest. What? Yes, that's the biggest purchase ever. Yes, that's one thousand percent. That's an. I'm not yes. looking forward to that. Obviously, I don't know when I'm going to get married. God knows, but it's. I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it for. I mean, it's just bananas. I'd rather buy a house, but and I wanted to go into obviously your career now. Let's get into the baseball stuff here. You start off here, your first round draft pick, big dog on campus. You step foot in, in a minor league system. 
what was that kind of adjustment for you like being like the first round or well, well sorry supplemental pick you, <laughs> you step in there are you kind of like all right I'm, I'm the guy now or where was your confidence at after the draft um i it was it was pretty high uh i never really think of myself um i don't want to say say it like this but like um never really think of myself as like quote unquote, the guy or yeah. something like that I, I i'm just very confident uh most of the time in my abilities uh but when i did get drafted there was like a little bit of a sense of okay this is cool this is awesome now let's get to work it wasn't like a oh yeah you know like i made it now i'm a mlb player i'm you know i'm a prospect this that and the other it's never been about that for me it's always been like what's next how can i continue to get better and like I hope that doesn't sound like a cliche answer, but that's kind of like how I really thought of like how it was. I never really thought like, you know, cause I get drafted. I'm in rookie ball, you know, I'm, and then yeah. I'm in the Reds organization bro. I'm looking at Amir Winker, like Joey, uh, Tucker Barnhart. I'm looking at all these guys. I'm like, these guys are like at the top, top, you know, like I've only like sniffed the surface of where they're at. And so it just became more motivation for me. And, you know, uh, for me, I think like the biggest thing for me, like I always tell myself, like the biggest, my biggest, one of my biggest fears is like being complacent, like accepting where I'm at and not trying to drive and get like further in my life, uh, whether whatever that may be, whether it be in a husband, a brother, son, best friend, baseball player, doesn't matter. You know, like I always feel like I can always get better at anything I do. You do, I, yeah, I respect the hell out of that. That's just a power move by you. But when you obviously, and this is why we're lucky it was you, not me, because I, I always say this I would be the cockiest human, I would be the biggest asshole of all time if I went first round out of high school. <laughs> I mean, I would just be like, my friends are learning like calculus, and I'm like, I'm a first rounder with like seven figures in the bank playing pro baseball. It just, it's accustomed to like the way you were raised because. I would be the biggest douchebag of all time. Just, you have to be it. It would be in my bio. Like it would legit be first round pick in my bio. So credit to you for that shit, man. That's just incredible stuff by you. But, and and I mentioned the calculus stuff and your kid and your friends and all that stuff. Was it weird for you seeing your friends go to college and like, obviously have a good time, get after it, just enjoy themselves. And you're like on like a, a bus ride in Billings, just in hell. Like, what was that like for you? Yeah, hey man, there's been plenty. There were there were a lot of times where I was like, "Bro, did I pick the right thing? Did I get like, did I sign way too early?" You feel me? <laughs> like there was a lot of times where I was just like, "Bro, like, like you know, you're in the you know middle of nowhere, and you got some you know dudes just yelling at you at some park, and you're just like, bro, just shut up, you know." And it's like a whole bunch of other things that were going on. I'm just like, man, like. I could be at Georgia Tech. And then I remember, I it, it, every time I think about it, like, I like school, but, like, I was going to Georgia Tech. So, like, I mean, that's no joke, you feel me? Like, yeah. so I kind of think of it as, like, I kind of made the right decision, you know? But I, I will say there, there have been times where I, I had uh, thought about, like, did, did I make the right decision? And then every single time, like, I think about it, I'm like, yeah, I made the right decision. Like, this is what I love to do. You know, but, you know, that's with anything that you love. You know, sometimes there's going to be some ups and downs in it, but at the end of the day, you still love it. Was that high school you went to, like, a baseball powerhouse? Obviously, I'm not familiar with, like, Georgia schools and stuff, but it's it's a Christian school, right? Mount Perrin, or I don't know how to pronounce yes. it properly, but is that, like, a massive baseball powerhouse in Georgia, or was it just, like, you were, like, a sticking out, like, a sore, sore thumb hitting 450? Like, what was it like? 
we're we were good. I'm not gonna lie to you. We're 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 nasty. <laughs> we're nasty. I think they got like we got like four D one commits on their team right now or something like that. Like some guys going to Georgia Tech, some guys going to uh got some guys going to Georgia too. Uh, I don't know if you remember this guy. You might know this guy. You probably have him on your podcast. But Cam Collier, uh, he's Cam a Collier. prospect. He's a number one JUCO player. And he signed – well, he got his uh, – he left high school early. He's a, he's supposed to be a junior. He's the best high school player – well, he's the best JUCO player now as a 17-year-old. And he went to the – I heard – yes, dude, I heard about that guy. Didn't he yeah. forego his, like – What's what year in high school he forgo he for he did what Bryce Harper did, he right? forgo he for yeah he forgoed his uh forgoed whatever the forgo whatever <laughs> uh, he, uh he skipped his uh you guys GED I'm pretty sure uh maybe wrong but if I am I'm sorry but he got his I think it was GED and he's supposed to be a junior this year and he's a 17 year old <laughs> playing against JUCO players and I think he has I think he just hit his fourth one uh last week his fourth home run. Jesus, the kid's Christ. nasty. He's he's he's. I told people that like when he was a freshman, like two years ago. I told people I was like, "Hey, look, he's gonna be the like one of the best players I've ever seen." You guys <laughs> just have to wait. Like he's a freshman, and I'm like, I like some guy. Like he and I like some guys were talking to me, and they were like, "Hey, like you know, like he's a good player, but he's not good as you." I said, "Look, dude, look now, stop." This kid is amazing. <laughs> you go. You better be. You better be lucky because he might. And I was thinking, I was like, this kid might not even play all four years because he's that good. Um, but he's he's an amazing kid, and he's just an amazing like talent too. And just the way he's so humble is is ridiculous, man. It's so that's where I come from. Long long story short, that's where I come. Mount Parent is a great uh, great school and a great atmosphere out, out there, and. Uh, we have a very good baseball team. I just feel bad for like that high school coach where he's talking to the kid. He's like, man, I'm so pumped for next year. Like your junior year, it's going to be crazy. You're going to go off. And he's looking at the coach. He's like, listen, man, <laughs> I don't know how to break this to you. I'm, I'm going Juco. I just got the yeah. GED. Like That is like your best player in the show. Just telling you, listen, I'm done with like, that's, that's like an Andrew Luck situation. Just I'm gassing football here. I mean, so this kid, I actually saw a video on him. He looks like he's like, 30 years – I mean, he's he's just disgusting. I mean, his bat speed, he's – I don't know what's the deal with this guy, but you, – so you're saying you saw him when he was a freshman and you could just tell off the sound yeah. of the bat. You're just like, this guy's going to go to the show. Like, this guy's disgusting. Yeah, he has he has the best swing I've ever seen. Well, I don't say it like that. I want to say it like that. He, he has one of the best swings I've ever seen as a 15-year-old, a 16-year-old, and a 17-year-old. I've ever seen. And it's funny because you talked about uh, our coach. His coach, well, our coach, kudos to him. He said, look, he needs to do it. Because um, I think, I don't know if, how the meeting went or anything like that. Don't want to speculate. Yeah. But, you know, just he understood. He's like, he's not going to gain any more, like, like facing high school pitching pretty much. <laughs> yeah, you know, he's, like, he's not. He, and he's he's that he's that good, and uh, you know, like I said, he's he's gonna be he's I want to I want to say it so bad he's gonna be a first rounder. No, you're be. right on speaking that. Just even obviously based on the terms, like it, he's I think what the rules are with JUCO, right? You could you only you only have to go there for one year. You get drafted. You can get drafted out of one year. So this mm -hmm. kid is gonna be like he's he's taking the Bryce Harper path. I mean Bryce Harper like he got he gassed high school, got his GED, went to Southern Nevada, and just hit like four like four hundred. So I'm assuming this kid's just raking. But 
was Juco ever a thing for you too? I mean, obviously like it's just way different. Are you just Georgia? I mean, Georgia Tech's just a sick school. It, it was, it was Georgia Tech uh, possibly to play both. And that's kind of like what it was. Um, so it was, yeah, GT together. We swarm. Damn. So you're a big Georgia Tech guy. Like, is, so you, you'd even look at other schools. Like you didn't want to entertain any other school, not even Georgia, none of that. Uh, so I had um, I had interest uh, from a, a few other schools, but I mean, you know, obviously with baseball, um, you know, you don't get the full scholarships or anything like that. So my my thought process was like I'm going to go to Georgia Tech. I had the academics to um, I had the academics to get um, get like academic scholarship money, so I wouldn't have to you know come out of pocket for anything like that. But you know, at the same time, I was just like I just. I just want to be at Georgia Tech. I didn't want to, I didn't really entertain too much uh, more. Uh, I think my senior, it was funny. I committed my junior year uh, of high school uh, to Georgia Tech. And I think my senior year, I had a great senior of football and like college coaches were coming in. They're like, Hey, we don't, I was just like, I don't, I don't really. Damn, bro. Want to See, that's a there. tough choice. That's a tough choice, man. Like I love football. I love watching football. I was never good at it, especially in Canada. It's tough to be good at football here. Um, but like I would have chose football. I mean, football is just if you're good at football, you're that guy on campus. Like if you're if you're nasty at football at Georgia Tech, obviously it's not it's not like as good a football school as it was before. But if you're good at Georgia Tech, everyone on the campus knows you. If you're good at baseball, it's like, ah, it's like whatever. Right. I mean, and you saw it with mm-hmm. Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray got like 30 million right out of college and baseball you're you're out here in billings grinding out of i mean you don't like it's such a massive difference and people roast kyler murray for choosing football but he got the bag right out of university it's not like he's and he's playing in the nfl so i mean so what are we what are we talking what, what position were you uh, i was running back uh so i played i, I was a quote-unquote athlete but i mainly played running back my senior year uh, junior and senior year but I went out to the uh, I went out to wide receiver I, I really think I may have played either receiver or safety in college I don't think I would have been a running back I, I probably wouldn't have done that especially being in the ACC like you had some cats like Clemson like you had a lot of oh cats over there like I wouldn't have I wouldn't have cared to like go against some of those guys to be honest like I wouldn't have wanted to do that especially in the trenches too nah that's y'all can have that yeah, dude, especially like the head-on-head shit and the running backs and your blocking. It's just, oh, my God. I don't know how some of these guys do it, man. It's, I don't it's, get it. And it's their careers are shortened, bro. Their, yeah. their careers are shortened. Dude, the wide receiver, I think, is like – if based off of injury-wise, and I know you get injured, obviously, in every single sport, but wide receiver is that position where it's like – it's such a glorified position if you're good at it. It's like – you see Odell. I mean, Odell is that guy. He's probably the most popular guy in the NFL. Is he the best receiver? No, but he's the – He's one of the most popular guys in the NFL. So wide receiver sick. But who's a couple guys you played against, like in football wise, that are in the in the league right now that are like you're you're like I juke this guy's ass and he's playing in the NFL right now. Let me see who. I don't know. I train with a lot of guys. I mean, a good amount of guys. I'm name dropping. I don't want to name drop. No name ass, drop. This dude. is a name drop show. I name drop all the time. You'll hear it. You'll hear it sooner than later. All right. So name drop time. So I didn't play against him, but. Uh, you know how AJ Brown's really good at baseball, right? Yeah. So he's good at baseball and football. So what you might not know is that he was an All-American uh, in baseball and football. Jesus so Christ. He when he was an All-American, we were at the same All-American game. We were roommates. So that's like my claim to fame. I tell people all the time, like, yeah, I was I was roommate with uh, you know AJ Brown. <laughs> um, uh, I trained uh, trained with uh, 
Bradley Chubb with the Denver Broncos. Damn. Yeah, he's mad. He's mad chill. He's from uh, he's from Power Springs, man. He's 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 really good guy. Really good guy. Great family. Him and his brother uh, Brandon. They're both uh, they're cousins to Nick. So yeah, I mean they're they're great guys, man. And then uh, might not you know Tremaine Ankrum. He's with the Rams. He just yeah. won a Super Bowl. Lineman uh, trained with him. Uh, a few other guys. Shoot, there are a lot of names running through my head now, but. I got a lot of guys that, you know, we work out with. Um, and then I'm trying to think for football. Who could play football? Not too many guys. I don't, I can't remember any guys that may have played in football. No, well, is, is Georgia known for ba- – like, what is Georgia most known for athletic-wise? And this might be an idiotic baseball question. Fo- no, that's not uh, – no, baseball and football. Is it, is it more football. baseball or is it more football? Equal. Really? It's ridiculous. We breed, like – baseball players and football players if you want to go and play if you want to go and play baseball or football you better come to georgia tech <laughs> no not georgia sorry you better come to georgia yes dude because i i know you guys have that perfect game facility there where it's like holy shit it's like 12 turf fields it's just bananas but so was that high school competition like for you was it just all guy? if you throw under 90 in high school there it's like you're a bum like is that what no. it pretty much is I'm not trying to rag on any guys that throw under 90, but yeah, most of the guys that don't yeah. throw 90 are like finesse guys and they're really good, which is kind of funny because like you'll go into games, certain games. Like I remember there was, I was in high school, there's certain games like I would go into and like certain guys would be, I was like, oh, he's throwing at 80. And a dude only would throw like certain pitches. Like he wouldn't throw a fastball. It would be like a, if he threw a fastball, it would be like a two seamer that started here and ran off, right? Yeah. So it was just it was just ridiculous. So the talent out there is just is stupid. And then there's so many fields out there, and like so many fields. Everybody's moving to turf fields now, which is great for the game because not so good in the summer because it's hot. Yeah. It's hot out there, but you know we don't get rainouts anymore like that. And it's really nice. So like for the like up and coming guys now, like they got it really good. But even when I was like like I'll say like 10 years ago when I was still like, you know, in well, I won't say in high school, but like was that high school? Anyway, I don't want to make myself seem older or anything like that. But uh <laughs> when you know back when I was uh like playing travel ball and stuff like that, like we still had a lot of travel that we did. Georgia was like the main thing that was out there. Yeah, because I mean, holy shit. I mean, that state and you, you, you like, it's, it's, it's always warmer there. So you can just play baseball pretty much pretty year round. Right. Compared to like here, like the more Northern States in the U S but I, I knew it was like Georgia and Florida has that like rivalry with travel teams where it's like, you're facing those big dogs there. They're facing you that it's not, you guys don't really like each other, all that kind of shit. But when you were in high school and this is obviously I'm giving you the pass here to just be a little bit cocky. Were you that guy? Like, be like, were you like hitting 420 with like 12, 13 nukes? Like, were you going four for four with like three jacks? Or like, what what were your stats like in high school? Because I can't find them. So my, I would say my senior year, my senior year, that was kind of like when I knew. I was kind of like I knew like I was a little bit different. Um, yeah, I was always I, I would say I, I think I was always good. Uh, I always played hard and this, that, and the other. Uh, my, my, I started as a, uh, I started as a freshman. So every year I felt like I got better, but I never really thought like I was like that crazy, like freak person. Yeah. Until my like my senior year, I was like, 
when I committed, I was like, okay, like, I know I'm a little bit better than most of these guys. And then my senior year, that was kind of like where I was like, yeah, I, I kind of am like, I'm kind of a dog, you know? And you like, have like the sea of scouts behind home plate watching your at bats, like asking you questions, like you're getting the questionnaires, right? Like that's the point when you yes. start getting that stuff. Yes. And so when that was happening, I think uh, it was my, my senior year, I think, um, you know, there were a few games where I felt like I was just unconscious. Like certain guys would like just throw me certain pitches and I let off. So certain guys would just throw me like crazy pitches and this, that, and the other. And like, I'll just be like, it'll be a typical day, like three for four, four for four. And I'll just be like, oh, cool. Great. Great. That's awesome. And uh, I think I hit like five, I think I had five fifteen my senior year or something like that. And then I think I hit, yeah, five fifteen my senior year. I think I had nine home runs and I think I was 29 for 20, 29 for 29 on stolen bases. Jesus so, Christ. Well, pretty cool. Pretty good. Pretty good senior year. Not gonna lie. That that'll play. That'll. I mean, yeah. that will play. It's just that's bananas to me because it's like, uh, when you're at school, are you just knowing you're like, listen, I'm gonna get drafted. My academic, like, I'm not here to play school. Like the famous shotgun quote, where it's like, listen, I'm not here to play school. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, for you, was it just like all baseball all the time? And obviously, you said there's a football element there for you too. But was yeah. baseball like the top priority for you because you knew you it, you're not an idiot. You see the sea of scouts behind home plate, like watching you hit and all that kind of stuff, watching you steal bases. So were you just like, I'm not here to play school? Yeah. So I would say up until my last semester, I was literally I was focused on school. Like I always was so focused on school. And then I wouldn't even say last semester. I would say the last like two, two and a half months, I kind of was like all right, like, I kind of have an idea, like, I'm going to get drafted, and I'm pretty sure it's going to be high, and it was, like, school, would, like, we, we had assignments and stuff like that, but, like, I would, I would be having, like, in-home meetings with teams, I would have, like, scouts, like, coming here, like, seeing practices, I'll have to contact them, um, tell them where we're playing, if there's a rain out and stuff like that, it kind of got, kind of got a little bit too much, to be honest, and I honestly, I kind of like my senior year, like that last two and a half months, I kind of was just like, I'm kind of, <laughs> I'm kind of done. <laughs> you know, like, I would be like that like, too. Because it wasn't, it wasn't like a kind of like forget school type of thing. It was like, I really like, I'm stressing myself out trying to get this math homework done. And I was like, I already know most of the material. Like, I'm just going to like, I might turn it in late if I have to, but I, I tried my best. That's, that's the best way I have it. I've tried my best. Okay. And you know, what's crazy. And, and this is why I'm your like guy now is because I get to keep you like, understand how good of an athlete you are. I guarantee you there's a couple kids from your town or around your town that are like honored to say like, Taylor Trammell went three for three with two nukes on me. Like there's some urban <laughs> legends about you. That's some teachers, some like 80 year olds that watched you play at your high school field. Like I guarantee you there's some urban legend shit going on back at your hometown about stuff that these kids about stuff that you did. I guarantee you, like there's some old people that just love the baseball team. That are like, I got to see Taylor Trammell hit here. He went four for four <laughs> with two nukes. Like I guarantee you that that's happening for you. So when you go back there to your high school, are kids looking at you like, all right, this is the standard that I have to get to. Cause you said they're a powerhouse, right? They're, like you said, like there's a ton of dogs there, but 
are, are you going back there if you do and our kids looking at you or, or like asking you questions on like what it takes, for example, to get to the level that you were at? Absolutely. Uh, I go back a lot. I mean, I, I hit there sometimes and everything like that. So like, I kind of see myself as like a coach kind of per se uh, to some of those kids out there because like, obviously they do work hard. They, they are good kids. Um, so I like going back there uh, and just being around them, you know, cause I, you know, I kind of see myself as like, you know, only thing I do differently than most of those guys is just hit a ball a little bit harder and, you know, probably throw a little farther and run faster. But you know, most of those things like they can do, they're able to do it, you know, when they become my age or something like that. But yeah, you know, I, I do like a lot of guys, they do ask me, you know, certain questions, you know, like uh, one of the guys, his name's Tate McKee, like uh, he's going to Georgia Tech. Like I stood in on his, you know, bullpen and I was just like, just sitting there, just telling him, like giving him pointers, you know, he messed up on, uh, he messed up on one change up. Like he threw it like down and it broke down. I was like, I'm not even going to bite at that. Throw it right down the middle and have that, you know, bad boy drop off. You feel me? So I like, just giving them pointers because I see like, you know, I see the professional side of it and they're in high school. Like, you know, obviously they're prospects and stuff like that, but you know, they have a long ways to go. And that's why I pretty much just tell them like, Hey, look, like you're good, but like you got a long ways to go. And they, they take that and they run with it, man. They, they work really hard. And dude, and this is what's crazy about you. So you come out of high school, you go to rookie ball and you hit 303, which is a humble brag. Literally, I think that's if you do the math, that's double what I hit in my whole junior college career. So congratulations <laughs> on that. You hit 303. At what level for you did you get to see like, all right, now these pitchers are like legitimately hitting every single spot. If I miss my pitch, I'm done. Like this at bat is kind of screwed. Or if I give him an outside corner, stuff like that. Like what level was that for you? Bro, I would probably say I, – I was going to say 2019, but there's some things I messed up in 2019. But I would have to say last year, bro. Like, dudes in the big leagues are different for a reason. That's the reason they're up there. Like, I remember there was one at bat. I don't know if you'll pull this up or anything like that, but uh, Julio Urias. Urias oh, Urias. my God, he's disgusting. Hey, man, he's nasty. Look, man, there was one at bat I lit well, – I'm so sorry, but there's one at bat. There's multiple times where it's kind of like welcome to the big leagues. It happened my first game, but Julio Urias won at one day. It was a day game. We're playing the Dodgers. He threw me the nastiest pitches I've ever seen. And I think there was one at bat. He threw me like slider, slider, slider. And I think he threw a fast. I, I don't know exactly remember the sequence, but he painted every single pitch. And I literally walked back to the dugout. And I'm just like, I'm looking at my hitting coach. He's like, dude like he's pitching like babe ruth bro like and i said <laughs> I, I mean like i don't want to hear that dude i'm hitting like I, I remember in my head i'm just sitting there i'm like he couldn't do that to like say mitch hanniger who's having a great year he dots everything up and meanwhile i'm hitting like 160 and he's dotting everything up for me i'm just like come on dude but that was like that was like an at bat where i was like this dude didn't miss a single pitch you know and i was like this this is a little bit different even like my first game like um Kevin Gosman was pitching. Blue Jay, baby. Like, That's my guy yeah. now. Talk about him. Pump his tires. Bro, yeah. He he threw me like splitters, bro. And it was, I think he threw me like three splitters. And I said, you know, I said, what? And every single one of them, like he threw the first pitch and Buster's back there. And I go like, well, I'm like, he threw the first one. I think I took it. And I was like, dang. I said, hey, is that the lowest? He's like, yeah, that's the lowest rook. I said, all right. 
cool, cool, cool. I heard, I heard Buster mumble something. I don't know what he said. And next pitch, I think I like, I think I like swung. I swung through. I said, same spot. He was like, yeah, same spot. I said, golly. I was like, okay, here we go. And the next pitch, it was the same, same exact pitch. And it's like nasty, but I like, kind of like checked. I said, goes, I said, I strike through. I said, God, is that there? <laughs> he was like, I stay. I was like, golly. Sure enough, we look at the video. We look at, we're looking at the video. And I'm like, Hey man, this dude literally just painted three pitches bottom of the zone on me and three splitters. I said, "Yo, like that's kind of like that's kind of messed up." You feel me? But you know, looking back at it, like that that's that's, that's like it's real. Like the guys that are there up up there for a reason. They hit their spots. You feel me? And it's nothing like, and it's not like they do it one time and it's done. It's like they consistently do it until you can prove to them that you can actually hit it. And I mean, it was ridiculous. So those guys up there are there for a reason, and uh, you got to give them their props as well. Yeah, and, and in the mind, like obviously, like I said, I mean, you, you said it's like a massive difference, but in your minor league career, you obviously had very good numbers. You were the top prospect in baseball at one point, or one of the top prospects in baseball. You get the futures game MVP, and I just want to say this: you're the fourth guy on this podcast to get futures game MVP. Credit to us the podcast of the future for do, pulling that shit off last year's futures game MVP too. But anyways, so that futures game, when did you find out you're going to be in the futures game? And was that like an out of body experience, just hitting the home run, getting the MVP? You're talking to, I believe Ken Griffey at one point, is that correct? He was there or yeah. And you're talking to yes. the goat, you're talking to the goat. I mean, was that yeah. just like an out of body day for you where it's like kind of hard to remember? Or do you remember every single thing from that? I remember everything. So like, um, so you're talking, so the, the MVP was 18. I met, uh, Griffey in oh, so you uh, went twice. 19. Yeah, yeah. So I went 19 uh, as well. And so, excuse me. Um, so, uh, 18, it was, it was ridiculous, bro. Like, I mean, it was probably one of those things. It was, pro- it was one of those times where I was like, Hey, this is legit. Like I can see myself up here. And like, you saw the ball a little bit better, the balls were nicer, like everything yeah. was just nicer. And you're just sitting there like, dang, like this is nice. You feel me? And uh, we, we were, so we were there and uh, uh, we were in, I was in Cleveland, right? Yeah, I was in yeah, Cleveland. Cleveland. So I, I hit the first one and I was just like, dang, this is actually crazy. And I hit the second one and I was like, dang it, like I'm actually going to be like a meme now. And I was like, people are going <laughs> to see this. And I was like, dang it, like, and threw up my deuces. And I was like, dang it, like, I'm really about to, like, be on, like, TV for a while. And sure enough, I think I was on SportsCenter's Not Top Ten or something like that. It was hilarious, you know. Like, everybody had a blast. And, like, at first I was like, dang, like, the Reds are going to, like, yell at me and stuff like that. And then I thought about it. I was like, hold up, this is an all-star game. Like, they could care less, <laughs> you know. So that's kind of, like, how it was, you know. And um, But, bro, it was, it was such a cool experience. It actually prepared you. Uh, one of the things I can say truly about them is that like they prepare you for the big leagues, like that whole time where you're like, you know, I don't say getting cared, but you're, you're, you learn how to be a big leaguer. You learn how to just go about your business. You're around former big leaguers, man. It's awesome. And you got to hang around some of the big leaguers as well. Like that, that even made it a lot more like cooler for the whole experience. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. 
You got this. Adidas. Dude, and, and the, a lot of people don't realize about this, about you, is you were a part of that massive trade. I, I believe that was after the Futures game. Is that correct? That, that was like, like, that was when your stock, like your stock was as like, Yes. Because, yeah, yes. your stock was, like, to the moon. You're the top prospect in baseball. You were kind of, like, the centerpiece of that whole trade with Trevor Bauer, Yasiel Puig, Logan Allen, front of the show, and another name drop for us. Where yeah. were you when you found out, like, listen, man, you, you got dealt? Like, because obviously that's a weird experience for a guy that came out of high school that just knows how to play for the Reds and the Red system, right? Yeah, so I had uh, – so Cincinnati was where I, like, got drafted, gained a lot of good relationships there and everything like that. And I remember we were playing uh, the Tennessee Smokies in double A and I had just struck out. I was not happy because the pitch was a ball and I'm like, I'm like talking to the umpire. I'm like, dude, that can't be there. That's awful, man. And so like, I'm walking back and I'm like, that's just bad. He's like, give me a warning. And I was like, that's, that's ridiculous. Go in the uh, dugout, get my glove and everything like that. I'm headed out to left field and keep in mind it's late in the game. It's probably like the, I think it was the bottom, it was the top of the night. It was late in the game. And, uh, you know, I get in, uh, I get out there, I'm started throwing. And then uh, I see Chris Oakey like running out and guys were like, Hey, like, come on and come in. I'm like, I'm like, bro, I know he did not just like, I know our manager did not just <laughs> throw me, like take me out of the game because I was upset about striking out. And I was thought, I was like, bro, what did I say? Or what did I do that triggered him? And so like, I get in there. I'm like, hey, what the heck? You know, and he goes like, Hey man, congratulations, man. You've been traded. I said, my heart dropped, like, because you got to think, like, I had, like, boys on the team, like, yeah. like best friends, guys were in my wedding that were on that team, you know, and at that wedding, so, like, these are my guys, and, uh, you know, I, he comes up to me, he's like, hey, man, like, congratulations, you been traded, and my heart sunk, and I was like, I was like, yo, what, and it was, like, last second of the trade deadline, too, and so I was like, bro, you got to be kidding me. And, uh, you know, it starts going on. And so I remember vividly, like, I was talking to Scott Moss. Uh, he was like, yeah, man, like, it's kind of crazy, like, you know, but it happens. I was like, yeah, you know, it is what it is, man. And so the game ends, we win. And so I remember going out on the field and uh, Tyler Stevenson, one of my best friends, he, uh, I go up to him and he goes, give it to me. I said, just got traded. And he was like, what? And I was like, just wow. got traded. I had no idea where. And um, uh, we go into the locker room. Like, people were talking to me. They're like, hey, thank you. You know, thank you, too. I was like, guys, I don't even know where I've been. I don't even know where I'm going yet. So I go into the locker room. Uh, this is where it gets better. Go into the locker room, call my agent, find out where I got traded to. And as I'm talking to him, I'm like, I look at the bottom of, like, Sports Center, and I see Yasiel Puig has been traded in a massive deal with me, uh, every, everybody. <laughs> Amir, that was a game. Do you remember that game? Yeah. Pirates were Amir. Yes. Same day. And I'm like, what in the world is going on? So the brawl is happening. And I'm like, hey, yo, like, this is actually happening. And so, like, I may be wrong, but this is how I remember it. I remember I see Yasiel going out there, like, Guns and haymakers. And I'm like, bro, like, if he gets hurt and, like, like hurts his hand or something like that throughout, like, this trade process, like, you know how awkward it's going to be if I stay with Cincinnati Red and I knew that they wanted to deal me? You know how awkward that would be? 
I was like, oh man, I was like, hey man. But little part of me was like, oh, dude, this is crazy. But then I was like, bro, like if like, like, I don't want to say it like this, but like, you know, like I had I had the emotional attachment with uh, Cincinnati, and I was like, you know, I want to be with my boys. And then there was like, if this trade doesn't go through, like, I gotta see, I gotta see all the like front front office guys still, <laughs> like. You know how, like, obviously, it's going to be really awkward. So, like, that, that was, like, how the whole, like, trade went. I was just like, dang, like, this is crazy. And so, like, all the, like, the text messages and everything like that. It, I, I would say that that really hurt. Not going to lie. You know, no, dude, being getting traded. traded it's it just the thing is, right? I mean, these guys take you in out of high school, and that's kind of all you know, right? I mean, you, that's all you know is the Cincinnati Reds organization. You're familiar with every single level because guys talk down. Like, they'll let you know, all right, when you get to Dayton, this place is shit or all that kind of stuff. And then it's just you're with a team you were you, – because you, you're so young still, right? You don't know anyone in the system, right? So when you when you get traded there to Seattle and stuff, was, how hard of an adjustment was that for you? Because you're the new guy in the locker room. You're obviously the main chip in a massive trade. Was it, like, hard – like, a couple of weeks for you to adjust to all that? Yeah, so actually, I would say like the, um, so I got traded to San Diego after I got traded yeah. from Cincinnati. So that was like a little, that was a little bit, um, that was a little bit different. Um, I probably took the most adjusting, but uh, when I got traded from San Diego to Seattle, it was it wasn't that bad because I knew a lot of guys um, on the team. Like I played with them or played against them for you know at that time you know four seasons. So you know like. I'm going up and I'm playing around, playing with these guys. And I'm like, oh, yeah, hey, what's up? You know, what's up, Caleb? What's up, JP? What's up, Shed? You know, what's up, Chef? How are you guys doing? Like, I know all these guys. And so, like, it was it was a lot less, um, you know, I don't really know the word. But it was a lot – I got used to it. Uh, not used to it, but I was accustomed to it kind of. Yeah. So, I fit in a little bit more. Uh, I was – I don't want to say used to, but that's kind of like how it went. Did you play with Naylor? Yeah, Josh. Yeah, that's my guy. Hey, yeah. culinary artist. Actually, he's really he can cook. Dude, um, he's a freak. Not a lot of people know it. Yeah, not not a lot of people know that. But he's a very good chef. He's a I don't chef. think you got. I don't think obviously because he was playing in Canada. Like I grew up playing with him and against them, dude. He was the number one news story in Canada. Like his whole childhood. I mean, he was 14 years old facing 18 year olds throwing 98, and he was like, he was on Team Canada, the junior national team, when he was like 15, bro. This guy yeah, was disgusting. He's, he's got some dummy pop. And, like, you, you see a lot of – you know, obviously, when you're a professional, professional athlete, like, everybody has top-tier, like, power for the most part, you know? Uh, but there's the 1% of the 1%. And Josh Naylor is a part of that 1% when it comes to power. Like, he hits. And he, when he hits, it's for power. And it's ridiculous. I remember we were taking BP one time. And he hit a ball out to center field, and I'm, like, tracking it. You know, like, I, it was one of those, like, low-line drives. And I get it. I'm like, oh, yeah, I got it. And it hits my glove. And I remember, like, seeing, like, some of, like, the, like, dust fly <laughs> off of the glove. And I was like, hey, this guy seems like a movie. I don't know about this, dude. Like, he hit it that hard. And I was like, hey, bro, like, this dude's got some different pop. And it just sounds different off the bat, too, like. Yeah. And then, I mean, you can just know, you know, Josh, man, nails, he's the man. Like, he's just a cool, cool dude. He refuses to come on the podcast. Said he's not a podcast guy. I respect that. There's some guys that aren't podcast guys, <laughs> but I just tip like, we had Cal Quantrill on and that guy's also a legend in Canada. Obviously he was, he's so good last year. Like, you want to hear a funny story? 
Of Ocal? Yeah. Yeah. You want to hear a funny story? Let's hear it. On my honeymoon, right? So in St. Lucia, cooling it. We're walking. I'm walking with my wife and he and his wife, now wife, (laughs) got married. Well, first of all, we got married the same day. That's the cool part. January 8th. So I'm walking. He's walking. And I'm like, there's no way. There is no way that he is right here. And I'm like, I look at him like, Cal? He's like, Tram. I said, what are you doing here? Like, because it's like, this is, it was a small resort too. So like, I, I did not expect to see another baseball player there as well. And I'm just yeah. like, what? It was, it was really cool. And uh, we just, we just, and we saw each other out here in Arizona as well, like two days ago. And he's just like, Hey man, I'm just following you, aren't I? I said, dude, yes, you are. He's such a good dude. He's such a awesome. good dude, man. Salt of the earth, Canadian kid. You love to see it. The guy's just all day. <laughs> you love it. Yeah. Dude. And then, so obviously you get, like, you get the call to the show before that call to the show. I, I got to go into the minor league stories here. So we have a minor league story of the week where we've had fans climb light poles and machetes, fans threaten people's lives, waiting for them at the bus, fans legit thinking that the clubhouse is like VIP seating. So they just walk into the, the clubhouse and the, and the, and the dugout. What, and may, maybe you don't have one, but do you have one minor league story that really stands out to you involving like a field you played at or just conditions, living conditions, any of that shit? Oh, we, okay. Um, mm, minor league grinders. Uh, I don't really have too many. I have one particular story um, of a fan. And we, we had, okay, so in Cincinnati, they have this thing called Reds Fest. It's a really cool event. They get all the fans from Cincinnati to come to this big, big convention center. And we just go absolute bonkers. Games, everything like that are awesome. I love it because it gives me a chance to interact with the fans and people that support us each and every day. And so I love it. But what most people don't know about me is that I'm kind of a germaphobe. Like, I don't like, <laughs> like, I don't, I have, I have hand sanitizers in my car. I pretty much, anytime you see me, like, I most likely have hand sanitizer on me in my pocket or something like that. And if I don't, it's because I'm probably working out or something like that. So I always have hand sanitizer on me. Um, so this, this guy, um, we're signing autographs and everything like that. And this guy, he like comes up to me, he goes like, Hey Taylor, what's up, man? And he like wants to shake my hand. So I was like, I don't have a problem with shaking your hand, but I was like, okay, like, sure. This is pre-COVID, by the way. So yeah. Yeah. So I shake his hand. I'm like, oh, what's up, man? And it felt <laughs> slimy. It was slimy, dude. It was disgusting. I kind of like, you know, obviously when, when I looked at when I felt it, I looked at his hand and I saw just nothing but like dirt and grit oh, in his dude. nails. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I was like, okay, like he's a fan. Like I'm going to like obviously respect him. Um, so I was like, Hey man, like good to meet you. He's like, he's like Taylor. Like he said it like Taylor Trammell. Oh, and as he said, like the, the T's, the punctuation of the T's <laughs> got in my mouth. And I said, I said, I said, you gotta be kidding me. I'm like, what's he starts talking and dude, it was like for like a minute. And like the guy, like one of the like security people had like, like, all right, come on. And like, he's like, Whoa, and he's kind of like, you're like, okay, a few more seconds. So I'm like, dude, just take him away. And he's like, just spitting on my face and everything like that. And he goes, well, he's like, hey, I got these balls here. Can you sign it? And I'm like, oh, yeah, absolutely. And I look down at, like, my pen. And as I look up, he has another pen. But he goes like this. 
Oh. And I go, I go, hey, man. I said, what? He's like, can you sign with this pen? I said, I said, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. I'm like, I was like, I said, oh, no. And I looked over to my left, and I said, that's usually where my hand sanitizer is. I said, there's no hand sanitizer. And so I was like, you know what? You know what? I, I got to get this done. I got to get this done. I said, I said, power through this, Taylor. I said, I picked up the pen and I just saw like a little residue. I said, oh, I, saw, I said, I signed it real fast. I, I looked at, I looked at the guy. I looked at one of our like administrator, like security people. I said, hey, look, man, I'm going to need like, a, I'm going to need some hand sanitizer, bro. I'm going to need some. And he's like, oh yeah, I got you. Give me some, I said, I got extra hand sanitizer. I said, oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I can't do this. I was like, so he was a really nice guy, extremely nice guy, but that was probably the most cringiest like grinder story I have because I was that's like, incredible. I had to grind through everything. Yeah, no, that's incredible. I mean, obviously you deal with the fans there that are legit homers. It's their life. So, and that's another thing, obviously we're talking about the minor leagues and stuff and Rob Manfred is, is trying to cut minor league pay and just cut all these minor league guys. Like it's, it, it's very aggravating. So just being a guy that's that's been in the minor leagues and you see all this stuff going in and them talking about minor league, like them cutting how many players or cutting how many teams they have. What's your reaction to that? Because every single guy on a minor league roster somehow, some way is a big league talent. So you're just taking jobs away from these guys and Lord knows, man. I mean, not every player was a first rounder, right? I mean, you have these guys that could go like 30th round that are in the show now. So, you're taking away chance from that. So what, what is it from your perspective, seeing all this narrative or these like proposals that they want to like cut down on minor leaguers and all that kind of stuff? My, I don't have, my take really is first, first and foremost, I was fortunate enough to have a previous inside of bonus coming out of high school. Um, so that helped me out personally uh, a lot. I've seen, um, I've seen people go through this game uh, for a while and they've struggled with providing for their family. Uh, I've seen them uh, legit, you know, borderline homeless uh, guys, skipping meals um, guys waiting to eat until they get to the field and then possibly not getting to the field, well, getting to the field and they have disgusting food. I've, I've seen, I've seen it all. And you know, for me, like, I really have to think about how I say this because I want to be respectful for everybody. But at the end of the day, like, we we work, we grind every single day. We're in, you know, certain conditions that, you know, most people can't control, you know. And uh, for me personally, I'm not a fan of it. I'm really not. Yeah. I'm no, not. I, I, because I just, It's crazy, man. Because, because for me, I, I feel that, you know, I, I want people to be have I want people to be able to take care of their family, provide for their family, and then also provide a place for them to live. You know, uh, you know, substantial you know housing. That's that's kind of like how I see it. I don't want people. The last thing you should do. Um, I think I saw something today. I don't know who said it, but when you're playing, the last thing you want to be worried about when you're up, you know, your last at bat is worrying about the time that the game is going to end to see like if you can head out to say a Taco Bell before it closes or anything like that to get your, you know, your daughter or, 
you know, your, your family, something to eat at least, you know, like I look at things like that, you know, like that's, that's what hurts me the most. I may not have, you know, I, I don't really have like a crazy, um, not crazy, but I don't really have like a definitive answer, but not a fan. It's Not crazy, man. No, you, dude, you hit the nail right in the head. I, I actually, I'm probably going to clip that and tweet that because you hit the nail legitimately on the head and, and see, and, and you see it, right? I mean, I've had guys on this show that unfortunately they, they can't afford to live uh, on minor league wage. So they have to like step away from the game of baseball, even though how much they love it. Right. I mean, um, it sucks. It really does. And, and there's no other sport like it. Hockey. I know hockey minor leaguers get a hundred grand a year minimum. Um, mm-hmm. obviously it's not to the extent there's not as many players on the roster, but baseball is a profitable sport. I don't care how Rob Manfred or anyone else tries to twist it and turn it. It's a profitable sport and you got to invest in guys that are er- early in their careers. If you want them to be successful in the future and be successful in the major leagues. And when you don't do that, you don't get a good product in the field, plain and simple, but that side's a fact. I mean, the next thing I want to bring up is obviously you make your debut 2021, Luckily, there was a lot of fans in the stands, which is great because 2020 there wasn't, so you couldn't really make that debut in front of like your friends and family. Where were you when you got the call? What was the call like? And I mean, what was running through your system or your your brain when you step foot in a big league clubhouse and you're just like, I'm flying private jets and shit. Like I'm not taking these bus rides. <laughs> what was running through your head, man? It's 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 crazy. Yeah, so I got I got told we were playing. Uh... We were playing San Francisco, um, and, you know, there were times where guys would kind of, like, talk to me and stuff like that, like, hey, man, like, you're probably going to make a team, like, congratulations. And so it's, like, pre, like, this, like, three days before, like, we left. So, you know, I was kind of, like, sitting there. I was, like, you know, like, I'm staying, like, modest. I'm not really getting ahead of myself or anything like that. Uh, so, you know, somebody came over to me, and they were, like, hey, you know, Skip wants to talk to you. And so it's, like, the last – I think it's, like, one of the last days for cuts or stuff like that. And so I was like, you know, work my tail off at a really good spring. Like, you know, like I, I, you know, I want this, you know, this is something I want. So I go in there and, uh, you know, he comes up to me and he's like, Hey man, how do you think you, uh, you know, introduced me and everything. Like, uh, Skip came up to me. He's like, you know, how do you think you, uh, you know, how do you think you did uh, this spring? I was like, you know, I think I did pretty well. I'm not going to lie to you. Uh, you know, I did a lot of good things, some things I need to work on this time and the other. He goes, I think you did a great job. And I was like, hell yeah. I was like, thank you. And I was like, what do I need to work on? Like, what are you going to like drop the bomb on me right now? <laughs> and I was, he was just like, yeah. And I was like, and I kind of was just sitting there. I was like, oh, it's cool. And he was like, uh, well, you know, to, uh, said some more things. He goes, like, you know, how would you like to be our opening day center fielder? I said, let's oh, go. I was like, I, I, I was emotional, bro. I was sitting there. I was like, because you got to think, man, like, all like, all 19 years up to that point, like, you know, all 18 years up to that point, like, I had always been, like, dreamed of being a professional, like, a big leaguer, you feel me? And, like, I was like, bro, like, I'm actually a big leaguer now, you know? Like, yes. I get to, like, I get to, like, tell people, like, I'm a big leaguer, which is awesome because I worked at this crap, man. I, I worked at it, bro. Like, I busted my tail, you know, for however many, however long it happened. I was like, Bro, this is ridiculous. So ended up, uh, he told me that, you know, I'm talking to everybody. I'm like thanking them and everything like that. And uh, I go up and like to some of the guys and I remember vividly, like I went up to, you know, uh, Seeger and he had told me uh, before like the, uh, 
before camp kind of started and we were ramping up and he was like, Hey man, like you're a prospect and everything like that. Um, but you know, like anything in this game that you do, you need to earn it because once you earn it, nobody can take it away from you. And he says, he's seen, you know, he's seen a lot of like prospects kind of like, you know, do like go up and they kind of like just quit working and stuff like that. And he's like, whatever you do, don't expect anything, earn everything that you do. And that kind of stuck with me throughout the whole, um, you know, without with well throughout that whole uh, spring training. And I remember going up to him like after I, you know, they told me, and I was like, "Hey man, can I talk to you for a second? And he was like, "Yeah." And so I go up to him. I was like, "Hey man, I know you talked about you know just earning it, but you know I just want to be one of the first people to tell you like, you know, I'm making it my debut and opening day, and Damn. I made the roster spot, and I was like, I dude, I I earned it." He was like, bro, that's awesome. Gave me a hug, congratulating me. And I was like one of the coolest moments like of my year. Cause you know, obviously like you see Seager out there, you know, 10 year vet, you're like, I got to talk to him. That's captain, you know? So that's my guy. So like that made, that was like the biggest highlight, like for me throughout that time. And then obviously I told my family and friends and stuff like that, which was awesome. And then when the news broke, it was uh, during, uh, it was funny because it was actually during uh the game with San Francisco, I think I was like two for two that game. And I had like a home run and like a two RBI single. So like it kind of like just capped off the day, which was so sick. Yeah. Dude, that's wow. What a fucking story. Holy shit. Because Corey yeah. Seeger, Kyle. Um, Kyle Seeger. I, I always mix it up because <laughs> Kyle Seeger um, is like a legit suit, like hero in Seattle. Like, I mean, he, th- that farewell obviously me being a jays guy I, I was rooting for the mariners not to succeed hand up and yeah. just seeing him like the emotional reception that guy got i couldn't even imagine what it's like to just be a teammate of that guy like was he that guy in the locker room where it's like he just led by example verbally or what like what was it like that made him so good was he just like loved by everyone loved by everybody a true professional and one of the things you didn't want to do, you didn't want to piss off Seager. That's the biggest thing you don't want to do. I almost got in that boat. That's a whole different story we don't need to talk about right now. But <laughs> don't want to, don't want to do that because he 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 has a standard, and uh, you know just you don't get to you don't get to ten plus years without following a standard and living by living by that standard each and every day. And that's what he did. And you know, for me, like any little thing that I could do to get better. Like, that's what I wanted to do. And that was kind of like my whole goal. Um, you know, obviously, like, play for one another, but also play for Seeds. You know, that's like the guys, behind, the guys beside you. You know, you want to play for that guy. You know, you want to play for, you know, Kyle Seager who goes out there, busts his tail every day. And then there were multiple times where, like, he probably, he probably shouldn't have been playing, you know, from some yeah. injury he had. And he played because that's who he was, you know. And that's, that's the kind of guy that you want to go out there and battle with each and every day. And so, like, you saw the old, you saw the ovation that he got in since uh, – that's a messed up – sorry, i got to say this. That's the messed up part about being on three different teams that have the same <laughs> first syllable. Cincinnati, yeah. San Diego, and Seattle. Yeah, it's a nightmare. It's a nightmare for you. Oh, man. But, you know, um, you saw the ovation he got in Seattle, and – I mean, it just, it really just, you know, just shows, you know, everybody what type of person he was, not just the baseball player. It shows what type of person he was. And he invested in all of us young guys and everybody in the organization. 
Dude, one of those young guys, and we got to figure out like a swindle. We've had so many Mariners on this podcast. We had Fraley, Donnie Walton, Matt Festa. I'm probably missing a couple, but we JP Crawford. Holy shit. This guy, and obviously uh, you, you mentioned he's your boy. This guy is going to be like a bona fide superstar in the major. I mean, holy Christ, dude. I mean, what's it like just watching him play every single day? And what's he like off the field? Because one, he's like, he just has unlimited just swag and confidence when he's on the field and off the field and he just one of these one of those guys that looks like he doesn't give a fuck but he's so good where it's like i'm just naturally disgusting what's it like playing with him that's big bro like he took he took me under his wing like that's that's the guy you know he's um so that's p so he's bro i don't even know where to start like he, he's done so much for me that he probably even knows like, I look up to him, like, as, like, a grown-ass man. Like, that's weird, sorry. But, um, <laughs> yeah, as, you know, he, he took me under his wing, man. And he's – how do I describe it? Like, he'll do anything for you. Like, I know there's times, like, we'll be certain place and everything like that. He's like, hey, bro, you, know, like, you don't take out your wallet, bro. That's that's on me. I'm like, what? You know, he's like, I got it. Don't worry about it. I'm like, bro, like, let me – he's like, no. Like, I'm really going to get upset. And I was like <laughs> – all right, but that's that's the kind of guy he is. Like he's he's giving, you know. Like he cares about all the guys, man. He brings the energy every single day, um, and he's just he's just the he's. I don't know what it is. He's got that Cali swag, Cali yeah, vibe. I don't know what it is either. I... And he's just he's just he's just the man, and uh, you know he he's willing to do anything for anybody. Um, him and his wife, man, they're just such good people, bro. And just looking at like, like JP, like just seeing how he's progressed in his career uh, to now, like, I, I don't want to get ahead of myself or anything like that, but like, he's going to, he's a superstar. He's going to be a superstar. Uh, yeah, no, he and, is. and so like you're looking at it and I'm like, I'm fortunate enough to be around him every day and be like, just be beside him. Like I'll call, I can call him up anytime and be like, Hey, what's up? Dog? He talked to me, just chill. You feel me? And uh, he, I, he had welcome to the big leagues moment for me. Like he, well, first of all, he gave me my first assist. That's number one. Evan Longoria, it was awesome. Great, great time. Made a great tag. He's a man. He's a gold glover. He's a wizard with a glove. Yes, he goes, um, I, I can't remember which play it was, but I've seen him do multiple, t- like multiple times where it's a little bit like dewy on the grass and like, He'll make a play and he'll come up and know exactly how the grass is working that day. And he'll get up and he'll just throw it like halfway in between home and first. And he'll just skip it right there. And sure enough, either Todd France or uh, Evan will just scoop in it, gets the guy out. And I'm just sitting there, I'm like, <laughs> dude, you had no business getting that guy even remotely close to it. And he just, he just knows the game, he knows how to feel. And he just makes some stupid plays, bro. And I'm just like, bro, you are so good. It's, I, I can't tell you how many times I've said it's gold for a reason in the outfield this year. And I'm just like, it's gold for a reason because of him. He's, oh, dude, I, 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 we got to figure out a way to finesse. Like, and this picture right here. So th- this is how I realize like, this is just a man. Like wh- when he does, when you do, when you're pulling off that shit, you're doing in this this show, right here? it's like, yeah. all right. And for the people listening, obviously he's, it's, I don't even know how to even like describe that. He has the pinky in his mouth. Ma- I can't describe it, but really? yeah, he, he just, he's just the, sw- the way he wears his hat, 
just the, the his swing, the way he plays, man, like, oh, my God, being a Jays guy, it's like I'd risk it all for this guy on my team. Like, this guy's just a freak of nature. So, I mean, it, it's cool to see. And, and and the last thing I want to talk about is, is obviously that young team, you guys stole Robbie Ray for me, which is fine. We got Kevin Gossman. That's cool. <laughs> Actually, I'm not going to say we because I roasted the guy that say we last time. But that young team going into that stretch at the end of the year, the stadium, Safeco Field was packed. Holy shit, it was buzzing. The, the the crowds were crazy, all that stuff. What was it like to see it, like see the potential of what it's like to have like playoff baseball in Seattle and be a part of a good team there? Because, I mean, th- those atmospheres were electric. Bro, so I'll tell you. So I lived in uh, I lived in Bellevue, right? So I lived in Bellevue, which is like a few miles away from Seattle. Dude, I would go to like – I was in AAA, you feel me? And guys would like – I'd be walking – certain places i'll walk in certain places and like you'll see seattle hats i'm like oh it's pretty cool and like guys would be like are you taylor i'm like yeah what's up guys they're like bro hey can't wait to get you back up here like we love cincinnati well it's god we always mess up when i say that <laughs> we, we, we love seattle um and like you just felt like a different atmosphere around the whole metro seattle area and in seattle too like it was, it was. Oh wow! It's it gets it gives me goosebumps because like we're close. You feel me? Like we're we're close. Like it's it's brewing, and I just see a lot of guys that you know we have on our team. Like it, it makes me you know I'm pretty excited, and then a lot of people in Seattle, you know, they're seeing it as well. It's like look, like we're almost there. We're, this drought's not going to be that much longer. Like soon. And, you know, looking at those guys, like looking at, you know, how it went down, how we lost and everything like that, man, it just puts goosebumps on your neck, man. You're just like, man, I just want to get it done for these guys, you know, get them done for the city. You feel me? Dude, it's going to be, and I'm predicting it. It's going to be like, I, I can see a trajectory of like the Blue Jays and Mariners, just both these two young teams, scrappy teams that mash the baseball and just play unbelievable defense it's it's gonna be a it's honestly it's gonna be a rivalry because i remember that series that you guys i think swept the jays or it was like two out of three from the jays those were like the high intensity it was there because obviously the blue jays fans travel to seattle because it's so beside canada those games are just crazy to me and obviously that field is would you say that field is like top tier just scenery wise like safeco field in all of baseball because it looks insane to me. I've never been, obviously, but it looks so cool. Yes, it's, it's an amazing field. I love that field. I love that field so much. And there were a lot of times where I had to look and see. I was like, is this actually turf? Uh, ground crew, <laughs> the ground, the grounds crew does an amazing job. Uh, the guys, the clubbies, do they do an amazing job. The, the locker room is absolutely stunning. It's stupid. And just everything about that field is like, I ain't gonna lie, man. When I, when I got there, I was like, hey, bro, like, this is a little bit different. You feel me? Like, I was like, okay, the big leagues are cool. But that's why I was like, yeah, yeah, this is actually, this is really nice. I can get used to this. <laughs> it's so, the show, yes. man. It's the exactly. show. You love to see it. And last thing here, I, I want to make a, a, a vouch here to be potentially your social media guy. Your Twitter's popping off, all that kind of stuff. You're retweeting guys with, with uh, Super Bowl trophies and shit. Let's get this fuck. Let's get this episode popping here on Twitter. And, and you want to get you want to get your Twitter blown up here, especially with the fact that their me- players' meetings are tomorrow. 
just tweet soon with like three eye emojis because <laughs> the episode drops hey, tomorrow. No no, 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 hear me out. Hear me out. Okay, okay, wait, okay. <laughs> I could, I could, that but hear me out. Up Twitter. I've already, I've already gotten in trouble once. You feel me? What I changed my profile. I changed my profile picture, and it was like me in a Mariners jersey and stuff like that. And people were like, "Hey, uh, uh, oh, soon, oh, yeah, oh, yes. <laughs> bro, I bro." I was sitting there. I said, "Hey, guys, um, I just thought this was a dope picture. Uh, just changed my avi. Uh, sorry, I didn't really read the room." And I'm just like, "Bro, you got to." I saw that. Me. I saw and that. I was like, "Oh pick. man." So I can't, I would hear me out, Johnny. Hear me out, John. I would love to. You feel me? But there's probably like one vet guy like sitting out there. He's like, this tram doesn't even know me. He's like, this tram dude needs this tramel dude needs to like, like, you know, like cool it. You know, you know, you feel me? Yeah. I want to do it. I want to. No, we'll just we'll just get a pop in tomorrow on Twitter. We'll just get a pop in when it actually drops. Like when the episode drops tomorrow morning. Credit to me, it's gonna be 10 p.m. here, just grinding out the episode, editing it, cutting clips. Credit to me waking up at 6 a.m. for work. That's what we do. But I did see that on Twitter and I was like. This guy needs a PR guy because I'll run that shit. If people are coming at you, I'll body bag them. Just like I did but hear me here. Out. Hear me out. If I do that, though, if I do say like the soon part, you got to understand. If there is some possible deal tomorrow, like people are going to look at me like, oh, hey, boy, you, you, you <laughs> gave it away. And now like people are going to be like, hey, bro, like what the heck are you doing? Like. Get off the toy. I'm like, okay, now. I don't yeah, want you're right. Anymore. You're right. We're, we're, we're scrapping the soon part, but I will say that, I mean, the, it will get popular. The people are going to love this episode. You're electric. But, I mean, credit to Amir for making this possible. That's my guy. Day one, I used to run Fortnite with that guy what, like four or five years ago, just every single day, every night we'd play <laughs> Fortnite together. That's just, that's the goat right there, man. I mean, and that's, and obviously you want to talk about guys that get bad raps in baseball just based off of the fact that he plays with his heart on his shoulder, like a Marcus Stroman type of guy or heart on his sleeve. Amir Garrett is one of, I will say this, and obviously I'm pumping his tires here. Amir Garrett's one of the most genuine guys I've ever had on this podcast. Like I've had obviously like a, a humble brag. I've had a lot of guys on this podcast, but Amir Garrett's one of those guys where when he tells you something, like he genuinely, genuinely means it. And he'll like, he, he just looks for the best in every single person. So shout out Amir. He's going to have a massive year this year, man. Obviously, last year was like a weird year for him all that stuff but i'm fired up to see it man i, I love ag that's my that's the dog right there he's big he's another big bro that's my, that's my guy man and I, like you like you said he'll do anything for anybody and he he's the homie so like shout out shout out to you amir uh you know don't big league me anymore <laughs> if you have i don't know if you have but don't big league me this spring train let's go get some of the dinner uh but I might but, be out uh, there. I might yeah. come out there. I might come to Arizona. I mean, obviously, like I said, Amir Winker, Jonathan India has been on the show, so we've had, we we're just buzzing Indie around. Indie boy, too. I yeah. was I was with Indie boy at a wedding this off season. It was fun. He, he has some stories. Yeah, I mean, he's nasty. He's just Jesus Christ. But, anyways, man, you guys are in Toronto this year, by the way. So I mean, we're gonna we're gonna have to grab a beer or something. Maybe I don't know if you're a beer guy. Maybe a vodka soda. Maybe you like to keep the you keep like to keep the you don't drink. <laughs> no beer guy. No, nah, I don't drink, bro. You don't drink. Don't All right, drink. we get water. We get yeah. a water together. Maybe a, I don't drink coffee, so it's we're a little bit in like a. Uh, <laughs> maybe we'll get dinner at uh, Cactus Club Cafe on the rooftop here to get this get a look for the city. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it out, yeah. Travis. But it was a pleasure to have you on, brother. Like I said, grinding. 
Check this one off the box. Now I have a little list of guys I need on this show. Check that shit off. It was a pleasure to have you all, man. I'm fired up to see what you do this year. And uh, let's let's get a Jays Mariners ALCS. May the best man win. Let's have it. I ain't mad about that, dog. <laughs> hey, man, you be safe, dog. Thank you again, Johnny, for having me on, bro. I appreciate you. Thank you for listening to Officially Unofficial. Make sure you guys subscribe and leave a review on iTunes and follow us on Twitter at Pod and on Instagram at Officially Unofficial Pod. Thank you. Thank you.